When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Hello and welcome to another Tati Gunas podcast, Ish Boy Benkovich on hosting duty today. Um, joined by good friend Sean. How you doing, my man? Yeah, man. All good, all good in the hood. There's a lot of signings popping off. Things are busy. Things are happening. Yeah, things are man. Um, you know, it seems that Arsenal have just really decided to open up the, the checkbook, splash the cash. I'm seeing UK, British transfer records being being bandied about. You know, every journalist racing to, to drop the exclusive on, on one deal or another. You know, Dornstein is going to get the get the exclusive for Bristol. Whose head's going to get slapped, you know? So find out in the next episode of Dragon Ball Z, you know. But um, it is... Something of exciting times, I say, being an Arsenal fan, and, and I think this is the case whether you know you are the biggest Declan Rice fan or not. Um, because for me, this is unprecedented, you know, Sean. Like, you know, you're um, you, you've been an Arsenal fan for however many years, I've been an Arsenal fan for however many years. We have not seen a club move like this in any transfer window, you know. This is the same club, I think, 2015 2016, Wenger said he's going to retire. This guy came and brought me a check, ten million as the only summer signing, and said, "You know, we've got enough to to, to to win the league." You know, this is a club that, in the years gone past, Peter Hillwood, um, Ivan Gazidis, and all these men have said, "Oh, we built the stadium, da 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 da, da um, to compete with the likes of Bayern and Bayern Munich, and man." And we haven't really seen that come to fruition. So, this seems like a real big 
statement of intent and statement summer for me as an Arsenal fan, because I've never seen this kind of backing um, for a manager before. You know, Wenger used to, he, he literally used to pray for times like this. You know, when he, <laughs> I see one interview today where he's given um, with, with Richard Keynes on being sport, talking about, oh, there are certain times, you know, we have to balance the books, we have to do this, that, and the other. So to go from that to, um, you know, British transfer records, etc., seems quite surreal. So, you know, what's your feelings around the, the, the I guess, the, the status of the club these days in the transfer market? I, I feel I feel very happy. Like, as Arsenal fans, we all know we've suffered throughout the days of austerity, moving from the stadium, um, you know, and having summers, like you said, where we just weren't spending, weren't spending. That's why, like, you know, when I look at the hypocrisy of some of the stuff online, people are like, oh, yeah, Arsenal spent like hundreds, Arsenal spent loads the last couple of windows. They should be going for the title. And I'm like, fair enough. Cool. I, I don't, I'm not even going to disagree with that too tough. But I'm like, there are teams that have been financially doping for over a decade, <laughs> maybe even some for the best part of two decades, and nobody ever says anything. Do you know what I mean? But the one time we're now getting our, are um you know we're splashing people people are up in arms and it's not like this is through money we've all earned do you know what i mean so it's not like we've had a sugar daddy uh an oil banker come in and you know um splash the cast for us man so i just I, i'm i'm really happy that you know you know we made a lot of progress last season and now it looks like we're trying to accelerate and go again on to the next level so me as a person who's very been very much critical of the negotiation team in the past i can't do anything you know we're sitting here what dan on the 28th of june we have all our key players signed up uh to new deals we've already you know they've just announced Havertz. uh you know the 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 ornstein bombs have dropped tonight you know uh declan rice fees agreed it looks like the jury and timber fee is going to be agreed you know so i'm sitting here first two weeks of the transfer window all our key players signed up uh nearly three players signed how can i moan man do you know what i mean so we ask for ambition. It's a fantastic state of ambition. These three signings will bring us to around 200 million expenditure already. Um, I think obviously the manager wants these guys in for pre-season so he can work well with them. So yeah, man, I'm happy. I can't complain and, and long may it continue. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And I think it's a very it's a very good point that you made, you know, like we've been having a lot of discourse between the end of the season and now, you know, rival fans saying oh, one season wonder, all these teams are going to strengthen this and the other. Um, what you're seeing is what we said would happen, is that Arsenal also kind of strengthen. We're in a position now that is sort of um, been building towards for, I guess, the last couple of seasons of Rotterdam. Um, and we could have been here maybe slightly earlier. But, but besides the point, we've been building towards this. We're building towards getting back into the Champions League. Um, we have been spending money without being in the Champions League, but we all knew and know that once we have that Champions League qualification, the purse strings are really going to open up. And I think you made a very great point around, you know, utilising the time efficiently, right? So you're looking at this and you're saying, right, Saliba was potentially um, a, a, a ball ache or um, an issue for for this summer. That one's agreed. I'm, I'm pretty sure, um, you know, they'll do the announcement when you come back from these holidays, et cetera. Saka um, could have potentially been a ball ache um, in terms of signing him up. That one's done wrapped up. They've done Martinelli during the season. They've done Gabriel Magulais during the season. You know, I think Erdegaard is the next one that's going to get going to get a new contract, you know, and you know, people say, oh, you don't want to applaud a fish for swimming, but when that fish has been 
you know, managing to drown for years and years and years, despite you know, being in, in, in a comfortable environment. When we've seen the likes of Aaron Ramsey and Danny Welbeck, um, you know, Alexis Sanchez um, being held to ransom by the likes of Ozil, um, Aubameyang, you know, seeing Lacazette uh, even now leave on a free, um, letting all of this talent go over the years, people leaving on free contracts, cancelling contracts because um, you can't get players out uh, and all of this. And I'm seeing that our young, promising, effective players are being signed up. Like, you know, that's that's music to my ears. You know? And then on top of that, when you talk about the signs, the incomings, ideally, you know, we've all played football manager. You get this man, you get your signs wrapped up ASAP, yeah? You get them in pre-season. You, know, you don't dilly-dally day by day. You get a few 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 um, sales in, you know, you go splash a bit extra. But the main signings that you want there, you go, you get them in early. And this is this is something that we haven't done. You've seen Arsenal been involved in deadline day dashes um, January, summer, year after year after year. You know, Mikel Arteta, a deadline day signing. Per Mertesaka, deadline day signing. I think it's the same. Um, it's the deadline day. You know, um, and we've come a long way since then that, you know, we saw it last summer. I think all of the players that we signed were available. Well, not that the arrow was injured, but they were signed before um, the end of preseason. I think Zinchenko played the last two or three preseason games with us, were able to hit the ground running. We saw all the difference that made. You're talking about three potential, you know, I think Timber, 40 to 50 million pounds. Kai Havertz, 65 million pounds. Declan Rice, 105 million pounds. Getting these deals done that historically has taken us years upon years upon years, weeks and months to get over the line, getting them in before even the first preseason game. It's impeccable stuff, you know. Um, so, <laughs> me, who has been in, like, really critical of Edu, I will also turn around and give him, give him praise because this is exactly how a, a well run, efficiently run club moves and operates and it fills me with you know a sense of pride a sense of you know excitement that maybe these guys are actually the real deal you know this edu and arteta i'm hearing from Fritzio say you know they're well respected in the market da, 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 da. like he's like he's, he's he's taking a backhander from edu to say this stuff i'm like why is this guy giving this guy so much praise you know um and it fills me with a little bit of confidence that maybe these guys are seriously maybe these guys are the real deal we're moving in the right direction because you know, it's all well and fine. As I said, talking the game with Ivan and Peter Hillwood and all of these ex-Arsenal um, guys, but really and truly, these men are showing it to us with their actions. You know, so um, so it does excite me. It does excite me a little bit. Um, so as well, Sean, I want to ask you because we'll have this discussion in the group chat as well, and I think it's been a good platform to, to discuss. Is so with say these guys do come in, um, less so Timber or Rice. Havertz, where do you see them operating um, mainly within the team? Yeah, and uh, I think we sort of slightly disagree on this in the group chat, in it. So I feel, based on what I've seen so far, and you know, Arteta's quotes came out about Havertz was that he said he's going to strengthen the midfield. Like, so that is primarily where I see his um, position to be. You know, uh, replacing Xhaka, but just in a different sort of way. Um, and, you know, for me, that then signifies that Rice's position is going to be a six, whereas obviously I know Declan himself has come out and said, I see myself as more of a box-to-box. -box. He tried, he wants to model his game more on a yaya, 
or a Vieira where he can get up and down, contribute defensively and offensively. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. I, I think he will be used in a dual role, but primarily I think it will be more as a six rather than an eight. It might be like more of an eight in bigger games, but, and, you know, people are like, oh, they, you know, because for me, obviously, you know, it's important to strengthen our squad. And even if Havertz doesn't start, but I feel like we've spent 65 mil on him and giving him over 200k a week. I feel like he's going to be started more often than not. Do you know what I mean? So that's kind of where I see it at the moment. Um, and obviously we still have, now we've got Rice. Well, we're getting Rice. We still have Party and Jorginho. So I think a lot depends on what happens there as well. Um, there's talk that if Party leaves, we'll bring in another um so I, I i don't know yeah so if for example party was to leave and we brought in like a lavia i could see rice sharing his time between being a, a six and an eight so but it's good to have these options man it's good to have these mm. options so but primarily i think it's for me personally anyway i think it's rice six i think arteta's like if you're to ask me put a gun to my head first day of the season what do i think arteta will do i think it'll be rice six and Havertz and Erdegaard in front that's what i think will happen for, for, um, yeah, I think that's interesting. I do, I do think I disagree slightly. I, I don't think anything that you said is wrong at all, to be honest. I can fully see that as a possibility. And I think, you know, this summer, more than anything, is where we build that flexibility into the team, if that makes sense. I think we have seen um, the key frameworks as to how Arteta wants this, to, this, this team to look like. Um, but you know we've seen various we've seen various over the over the years. Right? Uh, I think you know if you look back initially there was this whole Tierney um, left-sided centre back uh, out of possession, left full-back um, in possession, Saka left wing back going into centre mid, uh, Maitland Niles doing similar on the other side as well. So and then more recently we've obviously seen this like three two five two three five. Um, coming to come into play in a four-four-two off the ball, right? And I think having these players gives you that flexibility to play in different ways. Um, for me, I think the dual eights is definitely something Arteta will deploy more, especially when you look at you know the fact that Smith Rowe staying at the club, um, Vieira is still there as well. Um, I think there is a lot of tactical flexibility that we can have there, but I also see um, Declan was playing as a as an as well um, because I, I look at it and I put a tweet out today like um, if you look at the type of player that he is you know I know people keep saying oh yeah he's six he's a six he's a six but for for West Ham he played in a double pivot pretty much the whole time there he's not necessarily playing as you know four three three it's him next to Suchek um, with Paqueta potentially. Um, in front of them. Um, and I think that, you know, some of his best work comes with having a bit more freedom to move up and down the pitch in that sort of box to box. And I, I, I think it's, you know, if you were to play him in the six, does that get the best out of him? Does that get, you know, the full skill set, right? So I look at it and say that, you know, what we what ask our six to do, um, they, they are in that, you know, very much in that midfield um between defence and the attack. Uh, you know, Xhaka had a lot more licence to join that, you know, five, um, that row of five in attack. Um, and the, the sixth for, for our system is very fixed 
right? When you look at Jorginho plays there, when Elneny's played there, when Partey's played there as well, they're very, very central. Not that much, you know, moving into the channels, not that much moving up and down the pitch. They're underpinning um, that front line, underpinning Erdegaard, underpinning Xhaka. Um, and then Zinko then steps into that line to almost form that pivot as well. And I say that, you know, Rice, if you look at that scorecard tweet, you know, 20 shots attempted, 20 chances created, 20 tackles made, 20 clearances, 20 interceptions. You're almost limiting his game if you're playing him in that sixth row. You know, I think he's an all-action midfielder, likes to get around the pitch. And similarly to, you know, when when um, Conte was first at Chelsea and he tried this 4-3-3 with N'Golo Kante playing as his six. That didn't really work too much for him. He put them in a in a pivot him and Matic, allowed um, Kante to roam about the pitch, get, get about, um, and Matic was one that was sitting. And so I think if we, we concede the fact that Jorginho is going to be staying, I think Jorginho will play, be playing a lot of minutes um, in that sixth position. And having someone like Rice with the physicality um, and thrust allows you to then have someone like Jorginho um, in that sixth position. Um, and so, you know, these games where we're going to have quite a considerable amount of the ball, um, you know, and you want Jorginho potentially in there in the sixth, you can play uh, Rice there in eight, or, you know, potentially you can play um, Rice in the sixth, Havertz in eight, you know. Um, and I think what we're building into the team is a flexibility to be able to, to deploy staff, um, depending on your position, depending on the game state, um, depending on fatigue, depending on injuries. Um, and, and, I, and I do like that flexibility that, that these signings give us. Um, and I also think as well, Havertz, um, from some of the reporting, he could potentially be, still be playing the front line in that front three. You know? um, maybe we play a narrow front three. We're seeing that uh, Kieran... Um, Kieran Tierney uh, leaning towards staying Newcastle linked with different rack of left backs. If we're pushing that left winger, um, you know, more central, can you see Havertz occupying one of those, you know, more central free channel roles? Potentially, we could, you know. So again, more flexibility. So, you know, interesting to see. I'm very excited to see uh, um, what this new iteration of the team. Um, will look like. Mm. Oh, Sean, I can't hear you. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So yeah. So initially, I was um, I, I don't even disagree because initially, my what I initially wanted was Rice eight and Caicedo six. Right. That's that's essentially what I wanted. So, um, but my. But to my mind, I just think Arteta has slightly changed in terms of how he wants, you know, to go about it. When he said, like, you know, with Xhaka during the season, I need you in the box all the time, which is why I think Havertz is being bought. Like, you know, I think German Dan made the point that, you know, he makes a lot of off-the-ball runs, which is essentially what that left-sided role f was for. Like, you know, it's not being used in build-up as much. Um, now, obviously, what does come into play is that, like you said, we defend in like a 4-4-2 off-the-ball um can have it sit next to the six off the ball i'm not so sure so what does that mean i, I just think arteta might have to change i think pre-season will tell us a lot essentially i think we're going to see some different tweaks we're going to see some more changes but i i and i would 
you know, initially I, I agreed with you. I wanted Rice as an eight, but I just think, and this is my projection, I could well be wrong. I think Arteta's buying him as a six personally. Um, you know, just because we see how they are for a certain club doesn't mean that's going to be how they utilise when they get to us, right? Because, you know, Ben White was a centre-back, now we've moved him to right-back and, you know, look how we've utilised different players. So I, I would never say anything is set in stone. I think what Arteta values most in Declan, and I could be wrong here, is less his attacking stuff, but more how strong he is in duels, defensive transitions, how he uses his BMP to, to snuff out attacks. Like you, you check the stats, he's top four tackles, interceptions. Um, and, you know, for me personally, I don't think you really want Declan receiving the ball with his back to goal as high up. You know, you probably want someone a bit more comfy in those half spaces and tighter spaces, which is why I think Arteta's plumped for Havertz. Now, don't get me wrong, you know, we've already had these discussions about scepticism around Havertz um, and, and you know, and obviously Chelsea have ostensibly used him as a nine, but all the talk is that, you know, we want to reprise that Leverkusen Havertz, which played as like a double um, eight with Julian Brandt, you know, as interior. So, um, if we could get that Havertz, I'd be very excited. And, and and I think one thing to note, I think which we've spoken about as well, is that Havertz is, I don't know if you saw that video online where he was next to Gabriel. Havertz is very, very tall. Like I think he's like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, himself. So, And 10 of his 32 goals for Chelsea were headers as well. So I hope we can work on like his core strength during pre-season and make him stronger because to me he's a bit flimsy. But, you know, if he could fill out that frame a bit more, he could be a very intimidating presence himself because he's he's a... Big, he's bigger than pretty much nearly every player we have, bar maybe Saliba. So, um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see, like you said, you spoke about the flexibility, man. So, let's see how that pans out, um, mm. over pre season and during the course. Yeah, so let's also talk about Syrian Timber, right? So, I think we'll be dropping some scouting videos on all three of these players because it's looking like this Timber deal is the next one up, um as well close to getting a fee agreed um and so you know i've not really watched this guy at all to be honest maybe one or two games um in the champions league i think he might have played one game at the last euros or something like that but he wasn't necessarily someone that i was looking at i was on you know frankie de Jong watch um most most of the time um when I was watching the games maybe catching a little bit of the pie as well so this is a player i literally have zero opinion right um i've watched a few comps but we've not reviewed the tape takes in detail so we're going to try and get a few of those pieces out for the patrons um very shortly but what's your thoughts and feelings as to you know what uh, timber can bring to the team where he might be played what he can bring to the table yeah so like you i've, I've barely watched any of him i can only go by the tapes um and, and you know reading and and divulging what people have said but i really like what i see of him and i love the the combination of the athleticism but combined with a really nice technical base um obviously i think he's a bit for me you know ix have used him as a center back but i think similar to you know how our interest with lissandra was last season i don't think they're buying timber to be used as a center back for me it's it's more of a right-sided inverted fullback so essentially maybe when Tinchenko's not there we flip the dynamics and have the the right back inverting and you know maybe timber tucks in alongside rice or Jorginho or whoever but um but I really like his profile man he's fast he's aggressive in the duels he's like I said I think I was I can't remember who posted it but um they posted like their f breaths him and Lissandro's 
F-breaths are very, very similar. They have a lot of stuff in common. Um, so very aggressive in the duels, good tackles, good interceptions, but amazing at progressing the ball via uh, carrying um, or, or threading through the lines as well, man. So this looks like one of those good bits of scouting you've done. Obviously, we know United wanted him last year. And um, obviously, everyone was cracking up because we all saw him at the FA Cup final between Man City and Man United. And everyone thought, oh, United are going to try for him again. But obviously, turned out at that time that he was uh, he was meeting Edu and Arteta in it. So, um, so yeah, uh, the tapes has probably been one of the most encouraging tapes I've had. I've seen he looks a really just exciting player. Um, looks like he can do a range of stuff. And again, it fits in with your points that you were making about tactical flexibility. Someone who can operate as a centre back, right back, and you know, has spent some time in midfield as well. So, um, you know, Arteta. Does, we know Arteta doesn't really like fixed positions. We like guy. He likes guys who can float. In different zones um so I, I really you know i'm really actually excited about this signing i think this has probably been shrouded or you know put to the side a bit more because obviously the habits and the rice stuff is a lot more high profile but i feel like and the age this guy is 22 captain of ajax i think this is a potentially really good signing i saw what van basten said about him as well he said he's a leader doesn't hide um he's always there so, yeah, no, this is, for me, potentially a really, really exciting signing, man. I like what I've seen. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, that is the, the, the scouting piece that I'm most excited to do because, you know, everyone is glowing about this guy's um, on-the-ball ability. I'm looking at every ref. I'm seeing hella greens on that passing that passing block. You know, I start doing as like the FB refs. Um, so... Um, yeah, very much excited to see um, you know what he can bring on the ball because signing Zinchenko um, initially, um, you know, I think we didn't really or couldn't really see um, how much this guy was going to bring to our gameplay. So if we're able to sign someone who can do that on the other side, then you know, um, I'm, I'm very, very, very excited to um, see that as well. So you know. We're going to try and record some of those patrons this week and um, get them out to people as soon as possible. So, you know, you've got some of that extra content um, to digest. And so there's a lot of uh, listeners' questions actually um, today that I think will be able to touch on some of these um, topics in a bit more detail. So, you know, let's 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 go through them and then see, um, see where we land as well. So Trans Wealthy, number one, that's a funny app. Um, he says, can Arsenal fans call Havertz Bando Baby 29? Absolutely not. No, no, we're not. We're not. We're not calling him that name. We're not calling him that name. If he does well, we find a new na- nickname for him. But Bando Baby 29, absolutely not. Absolutely Mate, not. I'm, I'm as shameless as the next man, but I can't be that shameless, bro. That's, that's way too much. Um, that's way too much. Um, so then, yeah, SOSHGM. Who's still not told us how to say his is that I keep asking every every week. He's still not still not uh, given that clarity. So he says, how crucial is Arteta in securing our targets? Journal seen keep emphasizing how important it has been. I think I think especially in the case of Rice, this one looks a bit critical. I don't know what speech Arteta has given him. You know, when you look back to the links in January. Even what um, some of the West Ham guys are saying as well. They're saying, you know, Arteta's whatever, you know, he's had big chats with Arteta about how he's going to be deployed, uh, how Arteta said he's going to be key for his system. So the fact that, you know, he's rejected 
Man City, obviously Bayern were interested, but they didn't even get to the bidding stage. United, I think even for all our transfers, right, Cougs, because Timber was wanted by Bayern, um, Havertz was wanted by Bayern as well. So, um, and and I saw Havertz's quotes this this evening where he spoke about the pro- whatever it is Arteta saying. Yeah, he's selling the project where he's given that. He's really sounding like one of them Nigerian politicians because, boy, everything that is he's selling dreams at the moment and everyone's buying them. So I can't complain, man. Um, long may it continue and hopefully, obviously, it yields, it yields, it yields fruit on the pitch, man. But I think to answer the question, yeah, I think he's he's a massive factor in transfers and he's um, mm. everyone has said the same thing. I remember when Erdogan signed as well, he said, you spend five minutes with Arteta and he, he convinces you that you can achieve the world. So, boy, yeah, yeah. I need more of that. Yes. He said, he said, what did he say? I dare anyone to leave a conversation with Arteta without thinking that everything he's just said to you is true. You know, so when he was gassing William, telling him, you know, we're going to win the Champions League in three years, William, William said, yeah, where do I sign, man? I'm gonna, we're going to win. We're going to win that shit, man. We're going to win that shit. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, I think it's really, um, it's, it's really important um, that players really believe in the story that the guy's telling you. Um, I think one of the things that came out in Havertz's, um, um, you know, first interview, uh, I don't know if anyone's watched that, I haven't watched it, but I've just seen some, some of the quotes, and he said that, you know, you can tell when you play against Arsenal that they're kind of like a family, you know, they're good teammates, um, and that uh, spills on and off, it uh, looks like it spills on and off the pitch, you know. Um, he, he, he also said in his quotes, which I thought were interesting, he said, we found Arsenal really hard to play against recently, so mm. I thought that I thought that was key. Like yeah. I thought that was we've, very we've, very uh, yeah. We've been, well, we've been we've Chelsea, we've but waxing, <laughs> waxing them left, right, and centre. So I'm not surprised he said that. But I thought I thought that's that's quite um, an important point that he made. Right, is that even from the outside you can tell that the team is very together. You know, he said that it's like a family um, atmosphere, and that everyone seems really close. And I think part of that is the atmosphere that Arteta is creating with, with the players. Like we've seen it on documentaries, doing all of his, you know, his, um, his, his diagrams and his, his um, displays and whatnot. And I think Kivio recently did um, an interview uh, with with the Polish press and I see some translated quotes on when he said, you know, everyone's really warm, helping, acting with him as if he'd been there for ages to try and make him feel welcome. And I think all of that starts with, you know, the speeching that Arteta has given these men, that they're all pulling in the, in the same direction, that we've all been, you know, places, not necessarily everyone, I know some people still at uni, but, you know, some of the working people that are listening as well, we've all been in teams where we've gotten really well with um, our bosses and we've been in teams where we haven't, you know, and you're far less motivated you know, to work and pull in the same direction where you don't get on with your boss. You, know, you don't even like going to the office. You don't even like, you know, coming in for meetings and all this stuff because this person's going to piss me off. Um, and I think it, start, it all stems from that, you know, that initial conversation. And I do want to give Edu credit here as well because I think Edu's a speecher um, when it comes to it as well. You know, I think he's a very, I think they're very charismatic people. And, you know, it's clear they really... Are able to to sell the project um, to to a lot of these players, you know. So um, that's a really good question, um, and I think Arteta is he's clearly very crucial in securing these guys. You know, he lit, I think he gasses up the team to these men. You know, like when a, when you when you when you when you're at a dance 
and the babe's speeching in your ear, and you're like, you know, flipping it, this ring is getting looser, kind of thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you're almost, almost taken away with it, kind of thing. But you know, you obviously, obviously, you know, we keep it, we keep it, we keep it, um, we keep it, um, you know, civil. And whatnot, but sometimes when 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 that speech is preaching, your head can start drifting all over the gaff. You know what I'm saying? So it's a I'm I'm putting it similar to that. So um, we'll, we'll leave that one then before I get myself into trouble. As well. So um, Kieran Kieran ninety one, he says with rice harvest and timber in the bag. I'm not sure timber quite in the bag, but you know, let's assume that. Right? I'm assuming our next signing will be based off personals. Where would you like to see us strengthen next? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think I think part of it looks to me like it was a strategy to go aggressive very early in the first few weeks, get the deals over the line. Um, and when are we due back for pre-season? Is it like in a week or so? So I think probably what will happen then is like over that period, I think for like the next month or so, we're going to probably be heavily focused on outgoings. Um, so we can streamline the squad because obviously it will be overly bloated get the guys that are not part of the project out of here and then um and then they'll, they'll look to do one maybe two more max max but I, i'm expecting probably one um i'll be real after after these three i think we'll do one more and it probably likely be another center mid in my opinion so um and but again they're saying that's potentially linked to to a departure as well of a maybe party so i don't know man i don't know I, I would like you i would like to keep party for another season assuming there's no there's no issues um off the field issues that are, you know that will cloud that so you know rice Jorginho party i'd be happy you know you know as there's a there's a nice mix of youth and experience there and athleticism there to go into the new season because yeah so but yeah, I mean, if party was to depart, then we definitely need, you know, I think that's why you see the rumours for Lavia coming in um, consistently. Although, like others have said, I, I still, if Lavia was to come in, you know, do, do we, does he get enough minutes, you know, going from paying every week for Southampton? Obviously, I know we've got four competitions, but he would, uh, he'd be interesting. And obviously, Caicedo links are still there. I'd be shocked if that happened. I'd be real. But, boy, right, yeah. if you added Caicedo on top of what we're doing now, psh, brother i'm yeah. going all in i'm going all Ex in pause exciting 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 yeah and for me um i very much doubt that we will see a forward signing um personally but that would be where i would strengthen um i do i do like our forward options um i'm i'm not necessarily sure what we are doing to address um you know rest in soccer um necessarily um you know, I've seen some loose links with Moussa Diaby, um, some loose links with Xavi Simons um, as well. And I would, I would like either one of those players. I think they're, um, I probably prefer Simons. I think he's, um, you know, a class little player, good finisher, great dribbler, got speed um, as well, got flair, caused us more than a few issues when we played them in the Europa League as well. Um, and I would like something in that front line. I very much doubt that it's going to happen. Um, and it's likely that you know, if Party leaves, if he's one of the cells, then um, we'll get we'll get um, a midfielder. And I think if we were to sell Eddie and Balogun, um, then we probably could sign another forward. 
um, in that space. And, and I would go for more of a wide player rather than a striker, um, if that was the case. And you trust Boy, as a force man. Well, right now, this is phase four, isn't it? Phase five next year. Osman has a year left on his deal, bro. I'm just saying. I'm just saying where for phase five, that's yeah. all I'm saying. Phase let me, five. Let, 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 let my countrymen come here and yeah. slap for Arsenal. Boy, do you know how much Osman prop I've been doing for years? If that was bro. a phase five signing, yeah, brother, if you, if you come, I would if you go come crazy. To play for Arsenal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can't, can't, can't you, can't you, can't you have to hold that one? <laughs> 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 uh, no, Ossie Men Phase 5 would be peak. That that actually yeah. would be like a peak, peak Very signing. And, and, and I and, think and, as well, we almost signed him. We almost signed him. Yeah, yeah, we almost, we, you know when we signed, yeah, the under, after the um, Nigeria won the Under-17 World under Cup, it was him. Yeah. It was, do you know, I think we were after all of him because we got him, him Wakari, Chukwesi, yeah, we, we, yeah. Mm. but yeah, um, yeah, that, that would be a peak. And he's purposely not signing his contract, by the way, because he knows mm. De Laurentiis will hold him hostage, boy. So I think yeah. next summer, there's going to be a free for all for, for that signing. So, so yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'm going to ask a few questions from the YouTube comments as well. So Ahmed has said, will Timber take Benny out the lineup straight away? Hmm, that's a good question. I've said this. I don't think Ben White's coming out the lineup, bro. I think there are certain Arteta guys that just don't come out. And part of the reason Ben White doesn't come out is because Ben White's always fit and Ben White always plays. And we know how much Arteta values that, you know, especially when you looked at Xhaka as well. He values guys who are always available, which is partly Touchwood, why he wants Rice as well. He likes those guys who can just plug and play. They're always available. Um, and White has the versatility to play centre-back, play right-back, tuck into midfield. So for me, I still think Rice will start every game. Well, like 90% of games. I think, you know, in games where Sinchenko's starting, uh, Sinchenko's starting at left-back, White will be at right back, but you know maybe sometimes we might choose to flip the dynamics um, and have more of a you know invert inversion from right back. We might see White shift across and Timber come in. I don't know, man. It's just options in it. It's options, but I based on his time here, Ben White has been one of probably maybe like top three consistent performers. So I I don't think he's getting taken out. I'll be real with you. Mm, and yeah. bearing in mind, I'm a big fan of this Timber guy, but I think he'd have to work. Very, very hard to take Ben White out of the team. Very hard. It's um, it's an interesting one. Um, and I think, you know, we probably... It's very difficult to do because I'll do it myself, right? We probably have to stop thinking about it. Like, oh, this one's coming out to start a lineup for that one. It's just... We're all... They're all just going to rotate, right? Because if I said to you, you know, obviously I think the last 10 games and City did have more of a settled... Back line, but then even then, Carl Walker didn't start the final. You know what I mean, right? So I look at it and I say, what is Man City's back four? Everyone fit well. Akanji played right back. He played left back. Ake played centre back. He played left back. Um, Stones and Diaz played. They rotated. Carl Walker played right back. He played in the back three at centre back as well. We saw Rico Lewis come in um, and play these games. I think that we are looking to do something very similar. Keep these guys fresh, um, keep them fit, um, keep them in and out of, of, of the team. Everyone knows how to play a role that's required of them. Everyone knows, you know, what the job is. Um, and 
and we see Gabriel play already in the, the sort of the five games that he started at the, uh, at the uh, end of last season, you know, right centre back, left centre back, left back. You know, we've seen Ben White play right back and um, right centre back. We've seen Tommy Asu play left back, seen him play right back. Um, you know, so with this added flexibility, I'm back to that flexibility point. Doesn't necessarily mean someone's coming out the, the line straight away. But maybe he starts three games in a row, sits down, Ben White starts the next three in a row, or they alternate games, or, you know, he gets a block of five, Timber gets a block of five, you know, and we do it that way to ensure that, you know, everyone's fresh, everyone's, you know, competitive as well. You know, when they come in, I need to perform um, to my fullest ability because otherwise someone's there jumping at the bit to... Um, to to take my take my spot in the team. So, you know, I think Timber is just now another cog that we can potentially deploy um at centre back or right back, probably majority right given this height, etc. and all that stuff. Um so then another question from YouTube was who else needs to be signed for us to feel comfortably ready for the season? I think that's very similar to actually um Jake Stu94 Twitter. He says, are panel happy with the two pending transfers of Havertz and Rice, who else do we need to actually elevate the squad? Yeah, I, I think obviously, yeah, Rice, Havertz, Timber. Um, I think, you know, you know, we, we're speaking about the centre mid now. I think a lot for me, a lot depends on what they, what happens with Party because Jorginho's contract is also at next summer. Um, so, a lot of it, do we act now or do they wait next summer? But you know, the talk is that. You know, Lavia has a city have a forty million buyback on Lavia next summer. To be fair, we don't even know if they're going to activate it, um, especially with Rodri being like what twenty six now. So they might they might not activate it. But someone like Lavia act now, get him at a decent price, or you know he could go suck because I put it this way: Lavia is not going to play in the championship next season, so someone will buy him in it. So um, mm. do do we act now and then you know preempt? What's going to happen next summer with maybe Party and Jorginho? That would make a logical move to me. Um, you know, a forward. You know, I want to. When we got, when we sign a forward, I want it to be a big boy forward. So I don't want to sign a forward just for the sake of signing a forward. Um, so I'd rather hold that and keep my powder dry um, until there's a big boy signing that the manager's ready to blow another hundred m's on. You know, so so that so that would be me. So I think like the key cogs that Arteta sees are what he's doing right now. Um, and I think maybe the next sort of pieces will probably be a next summer job. Mm. Yeah, fair play, fair play. Um, and to be honest, you know I, know, I know I mentioned the attack before, but the attack wasn't really an issue last season. I think we do still have more than, you know, enough to, to beat most teams, uh, if not all teams, um, there in we, that we attack. Scored. We scored 88 league goals, which was the most we've ever scored in a league season with this attack, and uh, almost 120 goals in all comps with that attack. So whilst I think definitely if you wanted to buy a big boy superstar, you could, but our issues last season weren't centred around the attack, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so Yeah, Yeah. so if, if you actually look at it, um, I was chatting about this on, on WhatsApp in another, another group, right? Our front five um, and... You know, I didn't even include Eddie in that um, because I think all of Eddie's league goals came when Jesus was actually injured. So we can include Eddie um, there as well. That 
We scored 66 goals from those front five positions in the league. You know, um, Martelli, 15. Jaka with his seven mates, 22. Um, Add 11 for Jesus, you get 33. Um, add another 15 from Odegaard, you get 48. Add another um, 14 from Saka, you're now at 62. Um, and then you add the four from Eddie, um, whilst Jesus is out as a striker, um, and you get you get 60, 66 goals from those five positions. Jacques was going, you would assume that between whoever's playing at eight, they should be able to replicate or better Jacques's return of seven. You're looking at, you know, potentially having double figures from all of those front five positions. Um, I would expect Jesus to be able to build on those 11 goals. I expect Saka to be able to build on that and go up and continue to improve and um, get into more of those goal scoring positions, potentially improving big um, conversion rate, etc. Martinelli, um, the same. He only really started slapping scoring in the goal. Same with Saka. Um, after we got back from the from the World Cup, you know, um, and so I look at this and I say there's still a lot of potential in that attack just based on natural development, natural progression. Oh, God, no penalties, Martinelli, no penalties as well. Um, a lot of those goals are repeatable. So, you know, maybe we can get away by signing an attacker this summer and we fix the rest of the team um, defensively. And I'd still feel pretty good um, for, for for the rest of the season. Um, so, Wavy underscore 92 is asked, after Harrison Rice, uh, Harrison Rice and Timber, what business do you, A, think we do, and B, want us to do? Um, we sort of answered that. And the second part of this question, um, do you think we'll make any left field out of nowhere signings? If so, what position do you think is most likely? I think the left field signing was Havertz boy because no none of us none of us bargained or budgeted for that one. So I think I think that was that that was the most one. A lot of us went into the summer hoping we'd sign both Rice and Kaiseido. That that was the dream. That was my dream. But it looks like the manager obviously wants to go in a different direction. Um so yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm not expecting many other surprises after this, I'll be real with you. I feel like this is the most dopamine we're going to get <laughs> during this transfer window. So soak up what you've enjoyed the first two weeks in it. Um, and then, yeah, and then, yeah, I think maybe there might be another one, maybe in August after that. That's it. I'm not, I'm not expecting much. There's really, bro, 105 for Rice, 65 for uh, Havertz. That's at 170 mil. Timba, they're talking between 40 to 50 mil. So that's over 200 mil before any sales so for us to go out and spend more there has to be sales in my opinion anyway so i'd, I'd be sure fair, fair 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 i'm seeing this rumor knock about a little bit some unreliable french journalists coming out with this but i'm not going to give that one any credence but you know market opportunities from real madrid you know i've seen that one i've seen that one before they only signed they only signed him last summer bro <laughs> yeah i've seen that one before, seen that one before for a for hundred so. m's that's not happening that but the, the only way i would have given this credence is if we didn't just do what we spent on right rice you know that's how it would have made sense to me they're not going to do another hundred m's on like sure it's just it's not happening 
Yeah, that's banter. That's banter. That's banter. Um, so, yes, yeah, so Khalil HT3, he says, now Havertz is official. How confident are you that he can become a difference maker in a Premier League or Champions League type charge? What does he have to do to justify his speed? He needs to play well. He needs to play well. I, I've, uh, I think <laughs> if you have seen the debates we've had in the group chat over the last seven, <laughs> ten days with this one, um, he just has to play well. He has to play well. I, I found his time at Chelsea very underwhelming. Um, I will say I was a big fan of him at Leverkusen and I really did like what I saw of him at Leverkusen, but I can't harp on about what he did over three years ago. Um, so I, he's, he's got to show me. Um, I think Arteta's banking on reprising that wonder kid talent he's got you know Arteta's got that that same Wenger sickness of I can fix him so mm. let's hope he can fix habits man um so but he it's big money we signed him for 65 mil over 200k a week these are key performer wages you know what I mean he's gonna he's one of the highest earners at Arsenal so I need him if it's in Xhaka's position he needs to slap more than what Xhaka did because <laughs> this is what we paid the money for so so yeah um skeptical skeptical because of what i've seen but hey i think if arteta achieves a w of this i don't think anyone's going to question him again with his signings boy so so let's see man yeah i think you're right i think you're right um i think we're gonna we, as a minimum we need an improvement on what we've seen at chelsea you know i think will agree that um chelsea habits has not um Whelmed us, you know, um, very underwhelming um, signing. And we need to see, you know, a bit more to of the player that, you know, I think justified at the time potentially um, that, that big money move um, from the from the Bundesliga, right? And so, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to need to see some numbers. Um, I think that will be something that I judge him on because, you know, we're talking about him. He's going to be either an attacking midfielder or something that starts in the front line, going to be attacking the box. Um, I'm going to need to see a major improvement on his big chance conversion rate. Um, you know, I'm seeing 35 um, big chances missed in three seasons playing for Chelsea. Um, you know, frankly, uh, not 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 uh, at the required level. Um um, and so, you know, um, I think, yeah, I'm, if you're playing in that Xhaka role, majority, I'm going to need to see an improvement on Xhaka's numbers, you know, to justify it. Um, Xhaka got 7-7 seven seven in the league. I'm going to need to see, you know, double-figure return. Um, if you're playing in the front line, same thing. It's a team that is creating a lot of chances. You know, everyone else in that front line got double figures. Jesus got 11, missing, um, you know, four, three, four months of the season. Um, I mean, need have to, to join that gang in a double figures gang, you know. Uh, otherwise, you're really looking at this and say, you know, I think they're players that he could have signed that would have brought us that um, as 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 a standard. So, you know, I'm not going to be overly harsh to him. Um, I'm going to look at that signing with an open mind. I've got my own reservations about you know how he might fit, how he might do. But you know, this is a, a, a new start for him. We'll we'll, we'll judge him um, accordingly, to be honest. But I think. For the money, um, as you said, for the wages, I do think there's a certain level of return um, that we are, you know, required to get from him for that signing to be, um, for that signing to be a success. Really, um, let me just get the next question up here. Du -du 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 -du. 
Um, so I think we've answered this from Yonko Apps, kind of. Arteta more or less confirmed how he's in the field up. Assuming he's a left eight, Rice is the sixth, Odegaard right eight. Have we upgraded midfield or not? Maybe gambles have been taken when we didn't need to. Good question. Time will tell. Time will tell. Um, I think a lot of us assumed that we were going to replace Xhaka and Party with similar types, hence the Rice and Caicedo names. I thought that was going to be the replacement, but Arteta thought we go about it in a different way. Um, he wants to crush even more goals, which is by the looks of it, which is why he's looked to sign Havertz in it. So time will be a teller on that one. On the surface, I think uh, some would argue Havertz, Erdegaard and Rice is weaker than Xhaka, Party, and Erdegaard. Um We've got to see how this transpires on the pitch, man. So I'm a reserved judgment um, until I see it out on the pitch. You know, first home game of the season against Nottingham Forest, we will be there. We will be there. We we will be there. 100% <laughs> we will be there. Um, yeah, so, boy, what do I think about that? Um, have, we, um, have we improved midfield? I would say, on the surface... <clears throat> Difficult one because do I see Rice as an upgrade on party in the six? Not for me at present. Not for me at present. I think ball winning off the ball stuff. I think you know Rice is is, is better than party at that. I don't think that's a, 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 a too much of a debate. You know, party is good, but on the ball, I don't think you get the same you know, level of silkiness. I don't think you have that same passing range. I don't think you have that same close control ability to drop the shoulder, dribble out of pressure. Um, in the same way, uh, but some say you don't necessarily need that to place this for for Arsenal. I don't think Rodri has the same jinky majinky, you know, um, that that party does. But Rodri uh, makes it work. Interpretation of space, his ability to play one two touch, superb second none really, uh, and that's probably why he's the best uh, number six in the league. Uh, and maybe that's something that Rice can emulate. So I agree with you, time will tell. Uh, Jacqueline Havertz, I think you lose some Jack and Shrimps in there, but I would say Havertz is far more comfortable crashing the box from those positions. Um, you know, so a yeah, good question. Um, time will tell. I would I would say I'm 50-50 on that, to be honest, whether it's, a, it's an upgrade or not. So, way of the read, he says, expectations going into the season. Who are we saying is going to have a breakout season? Who will the panel start at 11 be if all targets are secured? Oh, oh, damn, is it all a bit too early for this one? <laughs> um, but, but but I can give you my early expectation is that I expect us to challenge again for the title. I, you know, I'd like to see us win a trophy this year as well, just because I think with the level of expenditure now and the growth of the team, I think we need to deliver something, um, you know, to an extent. So, uh, yeah, title challenge, pick up a trophy, quarterfinals around there of the Champions League, you know, that's the sort of level of progress that I need to see with the expenditure and, and the growth of the young players as well, man. So, um, for me, I want to see, you know, I think Arteta has done a lot of great work, uh, but something, a carrot we can dangle over his head is um, rotation. Um, I think he needs to get much better at that. So, And hopefully with more increased quality, he will um, around that. What was it? What else did he say? Was he around who do you reckon will be good? Who is, or? Yeah, who's going to have a breakout season? It's interesting. I don't know if uh, we have any in the squad that would qualify. 
Yeah, because all our the guys like Martin, they've all had their breakouts in it. Um, so maybe let, let let me wait. I think this is an answer I can maybe give after preseason. Once I've seen preseason, you know, mm. it might because my guess through preseason it will probably be someone internal that we already have that will show more. But but yeah, I'm I'm reserved judgment on that one for now. Mm, yeah. Yeah, fair play, fair play. And you're starting 11 if all targets are secured. Uh, I mean, assuming what it is so far, uh, yeah, it'll be Justinchenko, Gabriel Saliba, White, uh, Rice, Havertz, Erdegaard, Martinelli, Jesus, Sacco. It's probably what I'm going to go for. Mm. Uh, but if party's still here, I might change my mind. So... That's why I said again, maybe it's too early to make that prediction because we haven't seen the full extent of our business and we still don't know what the sales are going to be like. So I'm a hold fire on that one. Yeah, fair play, fair play. Um, and yeah, I think for me, um, I'll probably, yeah, ideally I'd like to keep party. If a party, Lavia comes in, I'll probably start Lavia six, put rest eight, um, and Erdogan, and that's the only change I'd make personally. Um, from that, from that start eleven this season, I think, you know, I don't know enough about Timber for me to start slapping him straight into starting lineups. I also, you know, think that Zinchenko far too influential. Um, which actually linked to this this question, right? So let me ask this question as well. Jagged Ed, he says, I've seen a lot of predicted lineups about Zinchenko in there. Personally, I don't see him being dropped if he's fit. What do you guys think? Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I do think like people really overstepped the boundary so quickly, just dropping him out when, you know, I think Zinchenko was one of the major transformational guys we had in our team last season. Um, obviously, we know about his weaknesses defensively, but on the ball, he changed us dramatically with Saliba, man. So, and he's a big, big controller in the team. And you know, when we talk about uh, one of our fullbacks inverting to create a double pivot next to the six. Um, he's a big, big part of that, and he he controls and dominates so many games. So, but again, to your point, Coogs, right? We need to stop seeing it as an eleven. Um, the eleven is going to change over the course of the season, and Zinchenko himself has had injury problems. So, um, but yeah, assuming he's fit, I think he will start first game of the season. I'd be very surprised if he didn't. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think he brings a lot of leadership as well. You know, with mm. um, Jacker not there. Uh, I think he might even be the oldest outfield player um, of the party. You know, part, party goes as well. I think Zinchenko and Jesus. Yeah, him and Jesus. Will be the oldest. That oldest is that is that is crazy. Oh my god, that is. I mean, we were already the youngest, second youngest team last season. We're probably just because you know, Jacques are gone. If party goes, we're just taking the average age down even further as well. Down even more, you know, down even more. That so you're looking at Jorginho as your only flat plus, you know. Yeah, yeah, just literally just Jorginho. So, um, I don't count, I, I, I don't count Elneny's not going to play, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, so literally, yeah, Trossard's 28, right? So but that is crazy. That's the sort of thing you do on Football Manager. <laughs> the way it's him, and then it just it just works. It just works. It just works. The whole team is young. So I have but, some but, apprehension about losing that that level of experience and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, but, um, yeah. But but I, th I think that was I think this is a big factor in signing Rice, right? Because for a lot of those intangibles, those soft factors, I think when you lose Jakar, you need another presence like that, um, which is 
So, so in addition to whatever uh, Rice offers on the pitch, I think that sort of leadership aspect, he's, he's now just coming off the back of captaining West Ham to their first trophy in 40 years as well. So, um, so yeah, I think I think that is that is the smart replacement for Xhaka there, in my opinion, anyway. It makes sense. Yeah. Even though he's 24, he's got a lot of experience already, Declan Rice, so... Yeah, yeah, fair play, man. Fair play. So, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it there. That was our last question, actually. So, Sean, thanks for joining me. Um, we are gonna try and get some scouting pieces out for you guys um, before the next pop. Um, Sean, I don't know if you're free on Friday, but you know we'll work out some logistics to, yeah, to get yeah. something recorded. Get something recorded, we'll get something um, to the Patreon. So if you're not subscribed to the Patreon and you're interested in having a closer look at some of these guys that you've not necessarily watched, you know, you have watched and you need to be convinced, like I do, of Kai Havertz. Um, we need to review the tapes, you know, us touching games, we like to be meticulous in our analysis. Um, we don't just say stuff willy-nilly. So um, we will be reviewing the tapes. We'd like to review them with you. Um, so make sure you sign up to the Patreon. Only three pounds a month to get this exclusive content as well. So um, big up all of our existing patrons. Sean, thanks for joining me, um, listeners. Thanks for tuning in, everyone that watched live as well. Um, people that dropped comments and questions, always appreciated. Pod is much better for it. Um, and let's keep enjoying this statement summer. You know, Edu. You've been firing up the barbecue well, well. Let's keep it going. Let's not stop there. You know, I've got, I've, I've got, I've got some suya and some goat meat for you, Edu. Keep it going, man. Keep it going. Keep it on the grill. Peace. Podcast Network.